Hey, it's Wednesday. This is Kimberly with your Wake Up on 633 podcast. I am happy that you are listening. Thank you. And please remember that you can listen to our Monday episodes, Coaching Works, as Sharon McComb, Certified Life Coach, and myself, Kimberly Bellrose, podcaster, blogger, little bit preacher, and faith coach, come to you with an episode called Coaching Works, and we talk about the profession of coaching. We give examples of coaching. We do live coaching. In order for you to have a better understanding of how coaching works to help anyone with anything. And on Fridays, Sharon has an episode called Check Bait. And she comes to us from her training and experience in sharing teaching tools to help us, you know, find our checkmate, find that stuck point and lead us in ways to overcome and get out of checkmate. But today, today's wake up and this is my heart's passion that as believers, we wake up and live differently than the world. That we wake up the believer within us to believe for more because there's always more. So in this episode, I share from my examples of life, how God has transformed me into who I am, how he's carried me through the trials and tribulations of my life, and usually share a wind word, which is my blog of the supernatural insights and understandings and words that have blown my way from the Holy Spirit. And, you know, just talk a little bit about the real deal in my life anyway. So here we go. Today, I'm going to read one of my win words. And this one was titled, Sometimes You Just Gotta Be a Donkey. Today I'm reminded of donkeys. This one isn't my story, but one I have heard a time or two and love to be reminded of. Here's the story. One day a farmer, farmer's donkey, fell into an abandoned well. Terrified, the animal cried for hours as the farmer tried to figure out what to do. Finally, he decided the animal was old and impossible to retrieve. He realized the well needed to be filled in to prevent future losses, so he invited all his neighbors to help him. They all grabbed shovels and began to throw dirt into the well. At first, when the donkey realized he was being buried alive, he cried horribly. Then, to everyone's shock, the donkey quieted down. A few shovelfuls later, the farmer looked down the well and was astonished at what he saw. With each shovel of dirt that hit the donkey's back, the donkey would shake it off and take a step up. As the farmer and his neighbors continued to throw dirt on top of the donk, 
donkey, he would shake it off and take another step up. Soon, everyone was amazed as the donkey stepped up over the edge of the well and happily trotted, trotted off. Life is going to throw dirt your way and attempt to bury you. However, no one gets out of life's wells by giving up. Shake the dirt off and take a step up. And I close this one as I usually do in my blog, our wake up. And this quote is from Zig Ziglar. He says, it's not what happens to you that determines how far you will go in life. It's how you handle what happens to you. Now, I'm pretty sure that if you're a human being, that you have had many, many times in your life to experience falling into a well or a hole, a stuck point, that you've had trials and tribulations and hurts and disappointments that feel like stuff has been thrown on your back. And even as believers, it, it's a hard choice to make, to shake it off. You know, I remember when my dad was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And I wasn't even sure that he was a believer. But my heart hurt. And I questioned my faith because I had been praying for my dad for many, many years to see and to witness this transformation of what I called a believer. Now, he did have some church background. It just didn't line up with my own. And... Anyways, I was caught in the grief and despair and disappointment and heaviness. And I also, at that time, I had a, my youngest daughter was eight months pregnant, had a one-year-old, was renting out three rooms in her house as a uh, Airbnb, needed cleaning done. They ran a farm, had a cow to be milked. So I was trying to help as much as I could at that place. And I had a job waitressing. And I was trying to help out with that. And I also had other children and other grandchildren. And, you know, all of, all of life. And I can remember the busyness and the pressure of those days when we got that well when we fell into the well of terminal diagnosis of my father. What do you do? You know, did I sit in that well and cry for hours? Yeah. I think there was a little part of me that wanted to stay in that well and give up and cry. And there were others around me that were trying to be encouraging were they the ones that were throwing in dirt? No. At that time, because I see the dirt as more of life's obstacles. So the world was throwing dirt at me. But my friends, 
my neighbors, they were gathering around my well and they were reaching out to me and I knew it. But there were times in that season of my life that I did question my belief. I questioned my believer. Where was my believer on the inside of me when I was in the bottom of that well crying out? It was still there. And it was a choice that I had to make in the bottom of that well. I had to question my Bible, my heart, my faith, my believer. My believer wanted to stay in that well in the hurt and the despair and the worry. My believer wanted to be buried because pain hurts. Worry is all-consuming. Anxiety is heavy. And when we are in that well and we don't know what to turn, if you're a believer, you need to go onto the inside of you, into your believer. You need to, again, say, Oh my soul, why are you in despair? Look up to the hills where your help comes from. I believe I quoted that scripture in last week's episode. I need to say, God, I don't see where we're going. I don't see. But I know that you do. I prayed for opportunities for, to have discussion with my father before he died. We were only given maximum three months. And, it, and we only had about eight weeks. And it turned out that there was a day for somehow and some reason that my father and I had conversation. And we had always had a block from his church background and my church beliefs. And we thought there was this humongous wall between us. And you know, and when I judge from my knowledge, from my experience and from my perspective, that can put up a wall with anybody. But did you know that God doesn't have church walls? God doesn't have doctrine walls. God doesn't have the rules and the regulations that we tend to do as human beings in denominations. God made a way to tear the veil between him and us through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are judged by our heart and what we believe in our believer. So my dad and I had this conversation and it went something like this and I can't remember it. I was so uh, in amazement at the moment and my dad asked me, well, do you believe that God talks to people? I said, yes, he talks to me. And do you believe that Jesus is the son of God? Yes, dad, I do. He was born of a virgin. He came to this earth. He was both God and man. My dad said, yeah, that's right. 
do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead? Yes, dad, I do. And he stayed on this earth for a while and was amongst people. And then he left and the Holy Spirit came. Yes, that's right. Do you believe in speaking in tongues that some people can speaking in tongues? I said, yes, dad, I do. And we had a conversation that we found the common places of our believer and not the differences that had separated us for the 30 years of my faith because I stood on this principle that I was saved, that I was born again, and that my dad wasn't. I don't know what we missed. I don't know if we lost relationship that we could have maybe had through those 30 years. But I do know that my judgment and his judgment did separate our believers. And I read a book, again, Rick Joyner's book, and there's some amazing things in his first book. I believe it's called The Final Quest. And in that book, he is uh, climbing a mountain. And there's many, many paths and and, uh, ledges on this mountain. And the way it is described, it is this, these people stopped here at this truth or this principle, and they were living accountable to what they knew and what that truth was. And then another one and then another one. And one is not necessarily higher than another. And one is not unimportant to another. But they were all the mountain of God. And they all were there through their belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. And they were all accountable to living out their truth. And as I had this conversation with my dad, I was reminded of this. I was reminded of the goodness of God that in my well, in the terminal news of my dad's death, this was, this was a huge step up for me. It was a huge step up. I shook off the dirt and the despair and the judgment I had against my father, the discouragement of him not being a believer. I shook that off and I took a step up. And then one thing after another happened quickly in the weeks ahead. And my faith began to rise. My perspective began to change of my father's death. Did I pray that it wouldn't be so? Did I pray that if it was God's will that he would heal my dad? Well, of course I did. But when I went home from sitting with my parents, watching my dad go down to 70 pounds in a few short weeks, I would go home because I was strong for my mom. I was strong for my dad. But when I went to my home and I would put on a worship song and I would sit in my chair 
And I would praise my God. I would worship him. I would surrender. I would give him my heart. And he filled me with his goodness. He filled me with his strength. He filled me with his perspective, his assurance, his trust for the days ahead. Not just for me, but for my mom and my dad. He was there in the midst of that well. But I had to choose to shake it off and step up. And so can you. Whatever your well is right now, whatever the the anxiety, the despair, the discouragement, whatever it is in your well right now, you can step up. Seek God's will over your pain point, over your stuck. Shake it off and step up and step out because he is there with me. He is there with you. He wants us to believe for more because we're not stuck in the well unless we choose to. We can go on. He sees my tomorrow. He sees your tomorrow. So I want to bless you for being here. I want to bless you for sharing. I want to bless you for leaving encouraging words. And if you want to know what I do or reach me in any way, you can find the links in our show notes and mine and Sharon's. My website is 633-wakeup.com. Sharon is wildflowerwomen.ca. And we just thank you again. And I pray blessings upon blessings to be blessed and be a blessing. Until next time, bye-bye.